Hey, this is Amy. Hey, it's Sarah, and you're listening to The Unqualified Therapists, Inc. Warriors, welcome to 2021, baby. Yes, it is a new year. For those of you listening to us on one of your many podcast dispersing receptacles, <laughs> receptacles, yes. Um, we are actually Zooming with each other today, and the recording of this Zoom. So you can see us in person um, record this episode with our glasses of wine. Um, we did not get ready for this. No, we so did not. Zero, a, it, zero makeup. It's not real fun. It's a good thing to watch. It's hilarious. Not Plus a there's about 30 minutes before this. <laughs> yes, there is. Uh, yeah. So not a lick of makeup. My hair is actually probably on day like four of not being washed. And good. we're just chilling on the Patreon though. So if you go to patreon.com slash unqualified therapists, Inc., you get all kinds of bonus content. So we had a good conversation before this that you could listen to. You can watch us be spazzes and see how this is all made. Sort of. Yes. I think it was some good content. Yeah. See how the donuts or hot dogs are made. Is that what the saying is? I think it's the hot dogs. Yeah. 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 So welcome back, guys. Happy 2021. Uh, Mine has already been shit. So we're in day. What day are we in? Three. Fucking fucking day three. It's the third, babe. I already already hate this year. Why? Um, Tell me about it. it. We'll get into it. I just was going to ask you how your Christmas was first. I don't really remember because I had surgery. Oh, you were surgery. Yes, yes, this is right. So, yeah. I had surgery on December 23rd. So, of course, I was completely out of it that day. The 24th, Christmas Eve, no recollection. Christmas, some recollection. So, from what I can remember, it was lovely because it was just the four of us. It was just me and my husband and the two kids. And you were very high on pills. I was very high on oxycodone. <laughs> I was very high on my medical marijuana. I was feeling fabulous real nice Clark so I yeah it was great and then until about like five o'clock my family has this tradition which is a horrible thing to say it is it's a terrible one where my son flips the fuck out on every single holiday oh no so about five o'clock it started to happen and he started to melt down and I was like well shit here we go And it just, it lasted for like two hours, which I know sounds like a really long time, but in the grand scheme of things in history, this is, that was actually a really good one. So we ended the night great. We played some games together. We played Uno Attack. Um, We played like some carnival games on the Nintendo Switch and we had a good night, a really good night to end it off. It was just that like midday type of thing. Do you know what's, what like brought it on or what triggered him? It's... This is like so awful how simple it is, but it was food. And I feel like there's, he has this really horrible relationship with food, which I'm nervous about because so do I. 
mm-hmm. but it's it, it's completely different from mine. So his is he doesn't eat anything that is healthy for him whatsoever. Nothing. He does not put anything in his body that could give him any kind of nutritional value. And we have the conversation over and over again. Like you are tired because you don't eat right. You are tired because you don't drink. You are grumpy and having these horrible like mood swings because of the way you eat and because you don't drink enough water. And so we're trying constantly to pump water into him and to get him to eat a vegetable, you know, and if the kid could have his way, he would just have grilled cheese and mac and cheese for every single meal every day. So he doesn't have like a lick of protein yeah, yeah. going in him. And it's, it's just, did you try fun. to make him eat something? Yeah. So, I mean, we do. And then once he starts to feel better and he drinks like a bunch of water, then he's all apologetic and, you know, he's like, I'm so sorry. I won't do it again. I feel so yeah. bad. And I don't know if it's just the excitement of a holiday that this is why it happens every holiday. So it gets him like super up and then he just crashes and has this meltdown because he's almost 11 years old. I feel like he is way too old to be having these kinds of reactions. It sounds similar to the kind of thing Scott would flip out about though, too. Yeah. You know, like it's just, yeah. it just triggers and it, mm-hmm. <clears throat> it just triggers are the worst. There's something about holidays that maybe too, yeah. where it's a lot of pressure. Right. It's a lot of pressure to be good and to be thankful. Yeah. And, oh, me. Yeah. He's the coolest kid on the planet though. I mean, he's a cool kid. He is a, he is, he is. I still think heart. him and Lily should be best friends. But. For sure. But they're both so uh-huh. same in that way. They are um, both the same person. So mm-hmm. they're like. I'm going to be in charge. No, I'm yep, going to be in I'm charge. Be, uh-huh, uh-huh. I just realized that the people who are listening to this on the podcast couldn't see my little gestures. <laughs> I know, right? Oops. This Patreon. Well, that sucks. I'm sorry. No, I'm. it's it's fine. It's something that you we- guys, you, it sounds like you handled it really well. I mean, we tried. That's How okay. was your Christmas? I think that the thing about Christmas is like going up to it, it was really good. I was really proud of myself. Like I had come so far. But I think that the thing is, especially after the last couple episodes we did that I want people to understand is like, if there's any other like people grieving out there that like, I'm still grieving too. Like it mm-hmm. doesn't go away. We had a really rough Christmas Eve, rough Christmas morning, missing Scott, some other family issues. It just felt lonely. Yeah. Um, and, and I feel like if other people were here, it wouldn't have made it better. It was just lonely in the way that like he wasn't here. Sure. And that was always some place that he showed up was Christmas Eve. <clears throat> Christmas morning was always a little bit touch and go, but because of his illness. So, you know, Lily and I just kind of watched movies and looked at each other like <laughs> sadly. Yeah. Um, but like, we've got this. Um, yeah. Christmas morning, just me and the kids was kind of depressing, but like I tried so hard. I really did. And I think that after all of that trying, I was just exhausted. Yeah. It was yeah. a lot of, <clears throat> it was so a lot of effort. exhausting. Yeah, it was a lot of effort to keep up the um, the excitement and mm-hmm. the celebratoriness of it. And then, you know, Lily tried too because she planned out this big like breakfast, which was really fucking sweet. She's so sweet. Because that's what her dad would have done. <clears throat> and so she took that place. And, um, you know, so it was it was all right. We salvaged. There, there were some tears. I will say that. But then we salvaged the day. We went to Mike's sister's house and it was um, better. I think it was good for us to get out, you know, so it was fine. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not a big fan of the holidays. Again, I could understand being, that's too much pressure for me. Yeah. Like I just, it's too much pressure to have this like fantastic moments and I don't know, create Mm -hmm. these moments for people. And 
when one thing goes wrong, it seems bigger than it would on any other day normally. A thousand percent. I totally, yes, I completely agree. And I think that's why it upsets me so much that he has these issues on holidays because I'm always having uh-huh. this expectation of things to go beautifully and have this great day. And I'm like, it's going to be, <laughs> this is going to be the holiday where everything is smooth. And yeah, you know, right. it's like, come on, you have two kids. Like what in the world makes you think that this is going to go? <laughs> and smooth? really, what is it? It's just another day. It's, it's just another day. Yeah. But um, I was talking to a girlfriend of mine who I actually haven't seen for a while, and I'm not going to mention her name in case she doesn't want me to want me to. Um, but her, she has lost, she lost her husband too to brain cancer, and I saw her on New Year's Eve, and she said Christmas was just very hard. And how long has it been? Um, I want to say four years, I think. Yeah. Also <laughs> in May, mm. uh, she was talking about how her daughter hasn't ever known a Christmas where her husband and where her dad was healthy because he had brain cancer for a few years. And so it was, she doesn't remember. She, she yeah. has had those Christmases, but she doesn't yeah. remember them. So yeah. um, she just had a very hard time and, and her daughter was crying a lot. And she told me, she's like, we finally decided um, that next year we're just going to Disney world and we're going to wake yeah. up on Christmas morning. Maybe we'll open some presents, maybe not. And we'll just go to the park and we'll have fun. And that's just because they're, they're like a big Disney family, you know? Yeah. So that's, so it's her, it's just her and her daughter and her son. She has a son too, but he's older. He's 16, 17. So, you know, he deals with things a lot differently Uh than her daughter does, who is, uh, Vian's age. So she's 10, 11. So, um, they just decided instead of I get that 100%. being at home and being so depressed about being at home and him not being there that they were going to be somewhere else, you know? So, I yeah. mean, I know that wouldn't be your first choice, but maybe well, a, I mean, a it cabin wasn't Disney, somewhere but or a beach or we were supposed to go to, <clears throat> excuse me, Florida, Florida. Right. I had the tickets and everything, but COVID and then my grandma died. So it was just like, yeah, yeah. it didn't work out because that was exactly what I was thinking is that I've got to get something else yeah. happening here. That's yeah. not, in this house. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine being, and you guys are going to hear us refilling our wine glasses as we go. That is what that is. Yes. (laughs) Again, I'm not peeing in the corner. Not peeing in the corner. She's just refilling her wine. Just going to finish this bottle because that's the kind of fucking night I've had. Mm -hmm. Which, um, yeah, let me tell you about it. Let's hear it. All right. Let me try to say this a little bit PC so that like, Eh. you know, I can't, eh. I love what I do. Like I love my kids. I love teaching. I love all of that. Teachers have never been respected. We don't make money. We don't, we haven't ever been trusted to like even go to the damn bathroom. This is (laughs) why my husband doesn't teach anymore. Like simple things like that. Yeah. You can't really get a cup of coffee when you want. You can't eat. You can't like pee. You can't go to the doctors if you have a doctor's appointment in the middle of the day. Like that doesn't work. Whatever. So it's micromanaged, which is so weird if we're supposed to be these people that like shape the future. You think you would trust us. I'm pretty good at what I do. I'm just going to say it. I think I am. I love what I do. Absolutely. I um, always can. Yeah, they do. And I connect with them and I do a good job. That being said, this year has been a nightmare. I have never felt more disrespected in my entire life by- By the faculty and stuff? Um, or, or not your fellow no. teachers, but by- um, Oh my God, no. By, and I and I wouldn't even say just my district, I would say teachers everywhere. So this could be like a, di- a neighboring school district and another one and another one. So I, somehow teachers all become friends with each other. So we're yeah. all in the same boat. We all have the exact same experiences. There just hasn't been any compassion for us 
it's just been business. And I'm like, and I am a big proponent of the fact that school is in business. Like we're, we're, we're molding minds and children. And like, I always say what's in the best interest of my students. And then I go from there and I don't feel, I don't feel like that's the way it is anymore. It feels very businessy. And that's what upsets me because like, I, I just, I don't, I feel like it's a business and not like student centered, which is what I, which is what I've been brought up. That's how I was, went to college, student-centered, student-centered. I'm all about my kids. I will do whatever. I mean, I will go to the ends of the earth to them, but for them. But the fact that like it's micromanaged to such a degree and I'm like 42 and I've been doing it for 19 years, I just feel like shit. I just feel like garbage. And it's really the only thing besides my grief that makes me upset anymore. Like I can't even handle my four-year-old. So anyways, long story short, tomorrow... I just found out tonight that my son's daycare is closed and um, because they all have COVID and bless their hearts. They've been taking care of my baby forever. And I feel so sad that they have it probably because of the damn kids who aren't right. getting whatever, you know, kids are carriers. They don't show symptoms. They're not being tested. That's just how it is. Sure. I teach online. So you would think I could teach here with him here, yeah. but that's not the case. No, Mm-mm. because that FERCA or whatever is over and telework is just not the okay. Fuck is so FERCA. it's like this <clears throat> family acts, family first acts, coronavirus, something, something. Oh, jeez. Okay, it's so over. that's what was it? Yeah. Even though Joe coronavirus Biden, is at an all time high. Listen, Biden better fucking put that in back in place the first thing he does on 20. <laughs> January 20th. 20th. Um, I'm going to like take my vote back. Um, (laughs) So I guess I'm trying to think like why I was so upset tonight and why I've been so upset. And it's really just the fact that like, I'm here for the kids. My goal was to spend tonight planning for them before we recorded, making everything great, perfect lessons to set in the other. Instead, I was on the phone trying to figure out how am I going to teach them if I can't go in the building because my son has to be home and that just landed me absolutely. It was like four hours of bullshit. I got nowhere. And it ended with me asking my dad, who's like old mm-hmm. and he's listening. I'm sorry, dad. I love you so much. <laughs> but like, I didn't mean old like that, dad, she can edit it out. Maybe <laughs> I just mean like, it just wouldn't be, I would never want to put that on him to watch right. a crazy four-year-old all day long and he has MS. So like, I just wouldn't want to like have him exposed to anything, but it was basically that or nothing. I was like, wait, so that should I quit? Make any sense. So you can't, I was like, should I quit? I really don't know what else to do at this point. I mean, and, I would not and, blame you if you did. And I am heartbroken and I cry about it a lot because I wanted to do this since I was 16. It's all I wanted to do. I love it so much. And I love my kids. and I love the parents. And that is not where the issue is. No, no, it never is. And I'll just leave it right there. But that is not where the issue is. I love to teach and I love all of that part of it. But I also am a solo parent, meaning that I don't have another fucking person to rely on. Even if we were divorced, he's not here. Right. Yeah. Neither is. I don't have any family close by. My dad's going to drive like an hour or some whatever from Greensburg. So yeah, there's no way hour. I'm going to get, I'm still not going to get to work on time. So I, I don't know. It's the best I could do. And that's only, that's only one day. I still have four other days to figure out. I, I just feel sad for teachers all over the country. I guess I feel mm-hmm. sad for myself. I feel sad for my colleagues. I feel sad for 
all the people who wanted to make a difference in the world and who are being treated like garbage. I've said it before on here. It's just that every, there's no, they haven't done anything to make me feel appreciated. And And, and it's not even really that. It's just the fact of common decency, like human decency. It's, this is why Randy doesn't teach anymore. He taught for, you know, some years here in Pittsburgh and then a couple of years in Las Vegas as well. And then we moved back here and he taught in a different capacity then. But originally, I mean, he just, he was basically told and he taught special ed and he was basically told that the years that they were behind in IEPs were not important and that he just needed to move on. And if he kept pursuing the things that they were delinquent on, that they would not renew his contract. And that's exactly what happened. And he was like, I'm out. Bye. Now that's a whole nother, yeah. I know we want, I'm not going to cut this all out because it is not, it's not, uh, you know, whatever. We don't have to cut a conversation, but it's just, just it's just that in all around education. Yeah. Right. It's all about the politics. It has nothing to do with it. It's not about the kids. kids. Exactly. And I, I I am only there for the kids. I am 100% not there for the money because you're not paying shit. Nobody's there for the money. Like nothing. I can't even pay my damn fucking bills with your money. So yeah. I'm there because I love my kids. And even when I thought about taking like an unpaid leave for the rest of the year, my first thought is like my students. Right. And, and I know that people who are running schools don't think like that. And I do because that's, that's just who I care about. Right. Right. I just, I would never leave them in the lurch, but at the same time I have to take care of my own children. Right. At somehow, some way, shape or form. I know. So yeah, I'm just upset and I wish all teachers were treated with dignity and respect and like the fact that they would have the ability to take care of things, but instead it's like, no, 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 I'm going to come in and make all these like micromanaging roles. Thanks for letting me get that off my chest. Yes. So it's 2021 and I feel like we were, Sarah and I were talking about resolutions and I also feel like 2021 has extra pressure, Mm -hmm. like this pressure to like be amazing be amazing. And, and I just want to tell people like, okay, like lower the expectations. Yeah. Right. Like just be better than last year. That's it. <laughs> like bring them down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I used to do resolutions. I do not anymore. I used to post things like new year, new me. Same. No, no, no. New year, same me. And much to everyone's like, probably like, I don't even know. Surprise. I have zero desire to lose weight. <gasps> what do you say? Zero. Zero. I'm a, I'm a very happy 12 on a bad day, 14. So 16 here, baby. Cheers to that bitch. Cheers. I love it. Mm. Drink break. But when I ask people what they thought the number one resolution is, like the, everyone knows, yeah, it was all weight loss. And it was about 25 answers. Lose weight, lose weight, lose weight, lose weight, lose weight, lose weight. Some people tried to put it like get healthier. I know what you're talking right. about. Yeah. You want to fucking saying. lose weight. I know what you're saying. That was my New Year's resolution every year for- Me too. Years. Me too. Years. Let me say this. Mm-hmm. It's a waste of your energy because- I mean, I guess some people did say get healthy and be healthier. So I get that. Mm-hmm. But I, w- I, I did do a little research so I can talk about that. Yeah, let's dive in and talk about the whole history of this mm-hmm. resolution goodness and why they historically do not work. According to a Forbes article from 2018, 80% of New Year's resolutions fail. 
Yes, and I can tell you why. Oh, I can't wait to hear it. I, didn't look at, <laughs> I seriously can't. I'm excited. I didn't. I didn't do any research past that. I just wanted to know what the success rate was. So four thousand years ago, Sarah. Get the hell out of here! Seriously, the ancient Babylonians came up with this idea of a New Year's what? resolution. Are you joking? I thought you were going to be like in 1922. <laughs> Everybody decided to lose weight. No, um, no, so four thousand fucking years ago. Now the ancient Babylonians, I believe, was mid March was their New Year's, and then Caesar changed it to January first. So I don't fucking know. I didn't know that far. <laughs> That's enough. That's all we need That's to enough. know. That's enough. That's enough. Um. So yeah, it's it's been around for fucking ever, basically. Jeez. Um. So the top five New Year's resolutions. This is according to a couple different. I tried to like go through all the articles. Um. But exercise to get in shape, diet to lose weight, save money, eat healthier, and then at the very very bottom, something for self care. <laughs> Not even specific. <laughs> So, something. so it know. seems like organ or exercise, lose weight, something about money, you know, not spending money, getting organized, quit smoking. Yeah. I yeah. mean, but those were like way down. So mm-hmm. the biggest ones are exercise and diet. Shocker. Shocker, right, guys? Not at all. Yeah. Okay, ready? Less than, tw- what was your percentage? Uh, 80% fail. Okay, so I had a higher one. I had less than 25%. Well, this is similar. Stay committed to their resolutions. But here's the best part. Eight fucking percent accomplish them. That's it, 8%. (laughs) I have never been in that 8% ever. Uh, Me neither. I've always been like, "Eh, you know, it'd be kind of fun to do that. Um, What is that thing Mm -hmm. people do in January? That no drink or dry January? or Dry January? What? I'm just never stopping. I can't hear you as I pour more wine in my glass. (laughs) I can't hear you as I order that on Amazon. All right. So what? Sarah and I never said we were perfect. Okay. No, Uh, ever. So that's our thing. Um, Okay. So a big thing is resolutions versus goals. And this seems pretty like elementary. I get that. But let's think about it because I've been thinking about it myself having goals rather than resolutions. So specific and consistency. So I feel like I could just wake up and I could say to myself, okay, when I wake up, I'm going to have a glass of water before I have a glass of coffee, glass, cup of coffee, cup of coffee. Yeah. Whatever. So something like that. Right. So you change. So, okay, let me get back to it. Cause there's some things about, it says to change a habit, you have to create a new one. So you have these automatic oh. condition responses where like, right. when I wake up, I'm like, coffee, fucking <laughs> now. Yeah. And, um, and so if I were to say like, okay, water with lemon, and then you get your coffee. I'm not fucking stopping drinking coffee. I know you already so, know this, Amy, but I have to tell all of our listeners that- You stopped drinking coffee? No, fuck that. Oh, good. No, that it would be extremely difficult for me to change that habit as I have actually put a coffee maker in my bedroom. <laughs> my favorite story about you? Well, one of them. And it has so caused me to almost get one. Literally when I wake up. You just hit, swing, I just Bing, and it's a it's a Keurig or it's a Cuisinart, so it's like a single serve, and yeah, and I <laughs> any fridge like I'm in fucking college with a, <laughs> so that I can okay. have my creamers, and Let I me, have my coffee. 
Let me let me fix that for you, Sarah. Okay. In your mini fridge, you could have a bottle of water or a cup of water with lemon in it. Oh, Drink that first. you're right. Drink that first. You're so right. You're right. See? So that that would be more of what works, right? So yeah, yeah. So we take these habits that are automatic conditioned responses and we create a new one. Right. To Instead me, of replacing think, it? Yes. Well, you could replace you it. Could. I'm, not, I'm not there yet. No. Huh? Yeah. So I could say to myself, I could feel like this is doable. Like drink a glass of water and then have your coffee. Yeah. And then after you do it, I forget how many days it was, but I think it was like a week or something. Then it starts to become like habitual, right? So you have to do it for a while. Mm -hmm. I could also say to myself, okay, I'm going to get up and do one sun salutation. Okay. I I like that idea. Like, I'm not saying I'm doing a hundred. I'm not saying I'm doing an out, a workout. I'm just saying, I'm just going to stretch my damn body. Yeah. So I don't hurt. Because more likely you'll do more than one. After, if you you just say you're going to do one, then- you're not yeah. going to disappoint yourself. So starting like habits is what they're mm. talking about rather yeah. than these resolutions, which are so like big and like, I just want to lose weight. Yeah. Yeah. If you just want to lose weight, we need to talk to you. Yes. I have a, I have a lot to tell you. We I have, have an episode share with coming you. up about this. It's just, it's a problem and I love you all, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we're not, nobody needs, no, we can't do that. No. Okay. I did put who this is based on this next part. Okay. Uh, it's called BJ or their names are BJ Fogg and Charles Duhigg, D-U-H-I-G-G. I just sure. want to give them credit. Okay. Yeah. So let's pick a small action, just like I was talking about. Right. So drink mm-hmm. the water, mm-hmm. attach a new action to a previous habit. So drinking the coffee first, instead you're going to drink the water first. Okay. And then make a new action easy for the first week. Write a note to tell you what to do. So wake up, have a sticky note that says drink your water. Then you get yeah. coffee. If you want to be like awesomer than us or whatever, or more ballsy or whatever, stronger, I don't know what the fuck you are, but you could just do the water. I'm not, I'm doing coffee. Yeah, after the I have to have water. my coffee. Not that I have to have my coffee. I enjoy it's decaf. Even though it was decaf, yeah. I would still want to drink it. I would still it have because it. It's I like, like the, the ritual. It's a ritual. Yes. It's a ritual. Okay. It's side note. I am so jealous of people who love tea and have the ritual of tea. I do love tea, but I still... I, I hate tea. tea. I drink tea at night. I don't drink it in the morning. And it's weird because there's green no. tea that has just as much caffeine as coffee. But even drinking tea at night is still doing awesome things. Like, I'm like, no, nah, I'm going to have a piece of chocolate cake and a beer. <laughs> there is nothing wrong with that. Moving on. I want to be a tea person, but I'm not. So that is not my resolution or goal. I'm just going to drink that water and then coffee. And then coffee. So that's the idea of these sticky notes too, which works for me, like having them around saying like, don't forget your water, don't forget Mm -hmm. your water. And then they talk about this self story you tell yourself, which I think Sarah, you've talked about. Mm -hmm. And then they talk about story editing. So editing that story, like, okay, so this is a story I'm telling myself. What is the story actually, what do I want it to be? Like, how Mm -hmm. can I change that? And what are the small ways that I can do that? Resolutions do not work. So historically and statistically, it it doesn't work that they don't work. Mm-hmm. So pick the pick these small things to do. You know, drink your water, move your body. Oh, a big one that I can do, which is so interesting. I can do it like when I'm in these challenges. I do these challenge groups for seven days, but I I, I haven't been able to make it a habit, and I wish I could. Where you don't pick up your phone for the first hour of the day. Mm-hmm. Now, if someone calls you or texts you, you can do that, but you don't go on Facebook, Instagram. I don't even know what the young kids are going on these days, TikTok or whatever. I'm a hundred years old. Tweet us on Facebook. Follow us on tweeters. 
don't tweet anymore. So maybe that's whatever. Anyways, I don't, the idea is that not to go on that. And what they said about that was that when you sleep, Mm -hmm. you reset. I think I've told you this before. You reset your purse, like you reset everything. So when you wake up, you're a new person almost. Like you have this fresh, clean slate. When you look at Instagram, when you look at Facebook, all you're doing is taking in other people's stuff and feeling less than or feeling their emotions or feeling whatever you're feeling. But like, that's not even how you feel. Right. Because with every experience you have, you're either going to feel a little bit better or a little bit worse. And when you're looking at other people's lives and following them and you're on social media, you're taking in, like you said, their emotions. If you're more of a highly sensitive person or an empath, you're going to be feeling those emotions that those people are posting. If you're not a highly sensitive person or an empath, though, you're viewing these people's lives that they're putting on completely filtered. And these are things that, and then you're looking at it and you're probably thinking to myself yourself, like, okay, I don't have that six pack or my house isn't clean like that. And oh, I didn't get up and work out this morning. Right. Exactly. Oh, she got up at 5am to work out and I didn't, you know, what's wrong with me. So yeah, I totally agree. Or people are going to post shit where they failed or they did this and then you're going to feel better. Like none of that's good. No, it's not good. You should like, feel not- better because someone else failed. <laughs> and you shouldn't feel like shitty about yourself because someone else did good. Like, right. Exactly. Uh, yeah. It's, 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 uh, there's so many things that I think social media is good for and there's so many evils in it. So I think that the first hour of my day, I'm really going to try. So that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm going to do the water before the coffee. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to try for the hour with no social media. You going to put morning pages in there? Nope. No. Here's why. It's Such too much. Writer. It's too much for now. Morning pages, I do get good writing out of. Um, I don't ever use it though. Yes, you do because you learn from it. I just want to time out and tell people what morning pages are just in case you don't know what they are. So um, Amy and I started was it like three years ago. <laughs> A hundred years ago. Everything's a hundred. I know. There's a book called The Artist's Way. And you start every morning by writing three pages of just whatever. Whatever comes out of your your. It could be like, I have nothing to say. I have nothing to say. I have nothing to say. I've written that for several sentences and then all of a sudden stuff just starts coming out and, you know, because it gets your, your creative juices flowing. And for writers, it's for creatives, it's a very good process to have, um, regardless if you're a writer or a painter or an, a musician or whatever, um, these morning pages help to get the creative uh, things going in your mind. So anyways, that's something that I've done in the past, but I, it's another resolution that I had that I couldn't stick with. I probably did it for a month and they thought I can, I can I can go about a month and do it and then Avery wakes up or I oversleep or I stay up late or, and it's hard to get back on the train with it. Um, And they're so adamant about it being like first thing in the morning. If they weren't adamant about it being first thing in the morning, I feel like I would have an easier time doing it because I could do that during the day. But I guess it is that first cognitive response in the morning when you're a fresh slate, like you said, like you're almost a new person. I've done it though, outside of that. And it's not bad. It's um, for me though, it's, and you can cut this out if you want, but it's a trigger because um, Mm. I started doing it with my students. So we decided to start doing morning pages, whatever, but we were doing that, that they freaking loved it. They would beg me to do it. Oh, so my, 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 it was amazing. So I was like, I felt like I was like killing it in school and everything was good. Yeah. I'm raising my kids. I'm laying on the ground with my kids writing my morning pages. And that's when the knock came on the door with my boss Mm -hmm. to tell me about Scott and something about that. 
now it's like all jacked up, you know, it's a PTSD response. Yeah. I definitely got to work through that shit, but I do feel like morning pages are so wonderful and I have come out with some really good pieces and things and ideas. Uh, I wish I had the exact quote that Anne Lamott says, but, or maybe it's um, Elizabeth Gilbert. You write all this shit and like, you're going to get one sentence that works. Yeah. That works. And it sparks this whole thing. And that's, what's hard as a one, as a writer. Yeah. Because I want it to all be good. Mm -hmm. I want it to all be good. Mm -hmm. I don't create garbage, Sarah. I do. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. And I'm cool. Like I would totally post my morning pages. Like I would have no problem. And I'm sure for a one, like you would never do that, but I would put my morning pages out there for people to look at. They are, they're crap. They're garbage because it's just, just a free flow writing. Yeah. Like a brain dump. But, um, I'm, I'm a four. And if you guys, if you haven't listened to our Enneagram episode, oh, please go back, go back and listen to it. You are missing out. You will find out so much about yourself. Yeah. It's crazy. And you'll be able to kind of explain. I'm getting goosebumps talking about it. <laughs> Listen, I've been thinking about so this. Much. The I, I really, I really think I'm going to call Leah and get my session. I definitely need to. Guys, I really think that you can like, really, I'm just pouring another glass. People. Same. Here we go. Pour break. <laughs> 2021, bitches. Here's to 2021. Cheers. To an undry fe- uh, February. What the fuck? why they call it a dry i don't know i will drink your gallon of water but i will also drink my bottle of wine i drink i drink so much water during the day look at this fucker if you're on patreon you can see this this thing is 30 ounces i drink like five of these a day like i drink so many of them yes i that's impressive but um i drink a ton of water so if i want to drink wine i'm gonna drink wine (laughs) it's my it's my gift to myself at the end of a hard day of getting beaten up Today was rough. My kids were rough today. Today was so rough. Oh my God. I think it's. I need a vacation. <sighs> Same. I just want to like end what I was saying with, I guess, from what I learned is that maybe we could just make a couple tiny like habit changes. Yeah. Listen, we've said this before. We said this when we do booty yoga. We're not for everyone. True story. True story. Cheers. Okay. To that. Cheers. I love how we make okay. our own clinking sounds. Mine's like, okay, so Sarah, I'm going to go into your your thing um, where I asked people, do you have a word for 2020? Yeah. I have eight that said yes and nine that said, what the hell is that? So tell us. So I had some people say yes as well. Let's see how many said yes. Five. Guys, I <laughs> way more of you saw this story. I'm not even going to say the number. Answer our fucking stories. 64 of you saw the story. Five of you answered. Come on, just answer it. Help, help, help some girls out here, okay? No. So five said We're not going to say your names. No, we won't say, unless you want us to. And then you can DM us and be like, use my name. Say my shit. I don't care. Give Um, me a shout out, bitches. Yeah. So um, we had a response for create. Oh, I love this. Somebody's word was dynamite. That's some shit. Yes, that Amazing. is it. I love it. I, and this is a, a woman I used to work with at the Hard Rock. I love her. Okay. Um, somebody else's was purpose. We had an abundance. Okay. Can I just be a Debbie Downer for a second about abundance? Because abundance was my word last year. Was it last year or the year before? And I had an abundance. I did, but it was shit. an abundance of shit. 
So I just want to warn those of you that that pick abundance, just make sure you're maybe a little bit more specific. Like- well, Sarah, this already. Last time I picked a word, I always do this, but the last time I did it was 2019 and Scott died. Oh, <laughs> My word was girl. thrive. Thrive instead of survive. Thrive. But guess what? Did you, su- you survived. I know you didn't thrive, but you survived. I did not fucking thrive. I'm thriving now. You're thriving now. You are thriving now. Yeah. And you guys are amazing and you guys are supporting us. And what the fuck? Like, I am seriously mind blown every single time I think about the fact that people actually listen to what we're saying. (laughs) Did you see that we have a thousand downloads? Over a thousand downloads, you guys? Like, what? In the actual? Oh, (laughs) anyway. It's the best thing ever. All right, go on. Okay, so those were the responses we had. I did have um, several people answer the question on what they thought that the success rate was. And most of the people got it right by guessing that it's only about 20% success rate for your New Year's resolutions. I had just made up the other two answers, 34%, 79%. And I did have some people pick those 79%. Somebody picked that. I love that person. That they, have person hope for, they, they have hope for the they world. They have hope for the world and they have hope for humanity. And they must have a lot of dedication and motivation because I'm just thrilled by that. So anyway, it excited me. You go. Yes, you go. You go. So those were the answers. Didn't get many of those. So guys, answer our questions when we put our stories up. So we put them up on the uh, the Unqualified Therapist Instagram page, but we also put them on our personal stories on Instagram and Facebook. So – And the Unqualified Therapist Facebook Facebook page. page. All right. So we're going to talk about another way to attack 2021 without doing New Year's resolutions. And that is to find a word for 2021. So I know this is a trigger, triggering thing for Amy, but it is something that I've been doing. And no, I'm still doing it. You're still doing it. I'm doing it. I'm in. That's good. You're in. You're in. So I'm going to ask you what your word is in a little bit. So make sure you're ready. I'm not, but go on. (laughs) Um, so I'm going to talk about how to create your word because some people, I actually had more responses of people not knowing that this was even a thing than people knowing that it was a thing. So, um, that actually excited me because I thought, okay, this is really great. We can help spread the word and people can find something that works better for them. Um, because we don't want you to experience something that makes you feel like you're failing because it's the new year's resolution. And that's kind of statistically what it does. We want you to feel like you're succeeding and to feel like you are actually moving forward and not just, you know, flopping on something that you promised yourself you would do. So creating your word, here's some benefits to it. It brings focus to your year and it helps you set an intention, So instead of you kind of being all over the place and even if you set a new year's resolution, you could still be all over the place. So you could say, you know, I want to lose weight for 2021, but you have no focus because that's like such a broad thing. Okay. You want to lose weight. Yeah. Great. Okay. Well, what does that mean? You know, how much weight do you want to lose? Do you want to do that for your health? Do you want to do it for appearances? Yada, yada. So picking a word instead brings focus. And setting an intention. Um, When you have a focus, it's easier to move forward. You can set goals and create action to achieve those goals. So that's always huge too, because action is the number one thing, obviously, in, in achieving your goals. Having a focus versus a resolution makes you less likely to fail. You are simply choosing a focus. You're not creating something that may seem insurmountable. Because when I, I know from my perspective, like when I would be like, I'm going to lose weight. It wasn't, I'm going to lose weight. It was, I'm going to lose 50 pounds this year. Like 
without even really sitting down to think like, what does that mean for me? How does that break down on like a weekly basis? Is that possible? (laughs) Because that's fucking hard. 50 pounds is a lot of weight. And I think people just think like, "Mm, I'm going to lose 30 pounds. I'm going to lose 50 pounds. It's no big deal. And you give somebody all your money to do it. Yeah, exactly. Boo. Yes. Um, the other benefit, it seeps into your subconscious and it affects your decision making. So when you pick this word, you and you put it everywhere, which I'm going to talk about on ways that you can put it in your forefront of your mind on a daily basis, it affects your subconscious. So when you go to make decisions, that word is going to be back there in the back of your mind and it's going to help affect how you make those decisions and decide what you're going to do moving forward for the year. It's probably how you say yes or no. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. How do you decide what your word is? That's a tough thing too. So, but you also don't want to beat yourself up and like overthink it too. Um, If you know what you want from 2021, this is going to be easy. You can just pick your word. Boom. You're good to go. Um, If you need to think on it, stew on it a little bit, it's totally fine. I'm going to give you some tips on how you're going to, how you're going to figure out what that word is to help you decide. So after reflecting on 2020, this is one of the questions you want to ask yourself, ask yourself, What's something that you can improve? So when you're thinking about this past year, think a lot of stuff happened. I know a lot of people could probably say there's an opportunity for improvement somewhere. Like what is your biggest thing that you could think that you would improve upon? Another question to ask yourself is what's something in your life that's holding you back? So for example, if feelings of inadequacy are holding you back, that's my big thing. So that's why I picked that. (laughs) So if you're feeling inadequate, your word could be the opposite of that. So you could pick something like worthy or able, something, you know, along those lines. If fear is holding you back, then you could pick courage or bravery, um, those those types of opposites, antonyms to whatever is holding you back. Another question to ask yourself is what do you want more of in life? Mm, that's a big one. Yeah. That might be the biggest one for me. The other thing, what do you want less of in your life? And then you would choose the opposite word of that. Another question to ask yourself is what is a life game changer for you? What would be the game changer? Oh shit. I love that. Yeah. I'm taking notes, people. You should be too. If you're not driving, <laughs> if you're driving, don't fucking take notes. Yeah, don't take but... notes. But if you, if you, if you aren't, get out your notebook, get out your pen. I just wrote um, all this down. I have two more questions to ask yourself and then I'm, I'm going for some other learners too. Cause you know, I'm not a teacher, but I've learned from teachers like Amy to present it in different ways. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so another question is how do I feel right now? And then how do I want to feel? So kind of putting those questions together. If how you feel right now is how you want to feel, that's amazing. If it's not, then think about that. And then that could be a, a guide to your word. So another method besides asking yourself questions is to do some visual visualization. So the yogis in us would say, we want you to meditate, but we know that that freaks people out and scares people to meditate. So we're going to kind of explain it a little differently, even though I hate to break it to you, you're going to be meditating. <laughs> um, so, so what I'm saying though is visual visualization, mm-hmm. visualization, also, um, a reading comprehension strategy for all of y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Teaching second, third, fourth, is good. Mm-hmm, Anyways, mm-hmm. Um, so the best thing to do is to sit down in a quiet place in a quiet time of your day. So when your kids are not around, if you have children, when your you know dog doesn't need to go out and you're not at work and all that jazz. 
if you are able to, turning the lights down a little bit, maybe lighting a candle, maybe getting some essential oils. Those are some things that just help me that I really enjoy. I like to lay down while I'm meditating, sorry, visualizing, uh, but you can sit, absolutely. Get into a comfortable position where you're not going to want to fidget and move around. And then here's some things I want you to visualize. What does your perfect day look like? And these things are going to sound a little bit on like the kindergarten level, right? But when you do them and you think about it, these are things that as adults, we don't stop and think about. We're on like an eagle level, like looking down on things, on everything that needs to be done and, you know, sort of panicking and thinking about all of the things that we have to do that thinking about a perfect day just isn't even something that enters. Is it okay? Yeah, yeah, please. For example, if you're not Patreon and you're just listening, well, well, I'll re-explain. For example, my perfect day I explained without even realizing I was explaining my perfect day would be to wake up, make my coffee, go somewhere or Sarah come to me and we'd be together talking about this podcast and talking about possibly even moving it towards like a wellness group and how to like help people. That would be my perfect day. Yeah. You know, like writing my book, but not alone so that somebody could be like, keep writing or like, yeah, here's yeah. a question for you. Rebel. I made my word. Actually, I made a word. Awesome. It, it came up to me. Do you want to know it now? Yeah. Well, no, I don't know. Should you tell me now? I'll tell you now. Okay. Tell me now. So my word, because this is where I want everything to like hone in on is creative. Yeah. Yeah. That's my word that. for the year. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, looking at your perfect day, um, another way of vis- visual, I want to keep saying visualization, <laughs> I don't know visualization, um, is to completely empty your mind. And then I want you to start thinking like, what is my focus for 2021 and visualizing words. And so whatever words yeah. start to pop into your head. Those are ones I want you to pay attention to and you can write them down or just remember. Um, and then the the tip for doing these things is the best times to do them are right when you wake up and right before you fall asleep. And so when I say that, I don't mean like you wake up, you get up, you go pee, you brush your teeth, yeah. you get your coffee, you sit down. No, I mean like you're in bed and you're coming to consciousness. <laughs> Right. Realizing you're awake and then don't don't go to your phone. Write this shit down. Write this shit down instead. Um, Same thing with falling asleep. Lay down. Close your eyes. I just bought myself for Christmas. I bought myself a sleep mask. It is the most amazing thing Mm. I've ever done for myself. It also has in built in Bluetooth um, things in your ears. What? Yes. It was like 20 bucks on Amazon. Just FYI. I'll like put it a link or something. Put the link up, please. Yeah. Because it was the seriously the best gift I've ever given myself. So I listen to like meditation music or white noise or things like that when I'm falling asleep to try to clear and reset. I want to do that reset. And so lots of things will come to my mind, but I also fall asleep super fucking fast, which is a dream to me because I am an insomniac. Yeah. Uh, anyways, so that's my tip to use to do it right when you're waking up to consciousness and right when you're falling asleep and like losing consciousness, because those are the times when things really pop into your brain. So true. So another method of doing this, and this is one of my favorite things to do is a brain dump. Yes. Brain dumps are so beneficial and I don't do them enough. I need to do more of them because they help so much. First of all, it takes off so much stress because you're just getting everything that's stuck in your brain out and onto paper. 
Um, and second, it helps with clarity too. So you can kind of see everything in front of you and, and realize what's been sticking in your head and kind of holding you back and, and keeping you where you are. So a brain dump, if you're not familiar with what that is, you just want to get a pen and paper and write without thinking. No rules, no focus, literally every single word that pops into your head, write it on the piece of paper. That is a brain dump. You can set a timer. I suggest setting a timer for a good like five to seven minutes and just write, 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 write. It's a long ass time when you're writing. It doesn't sound like a long time, but it really is. Um, And I do this with my students and I tell them not to pick up the pencil. Mm. Just keep going. Even if you have nothing to say, right? Yep. Yep. Nothing. Yeah, just write. Even if it's like, even if nothing is coming to your head, write nothing, nothing. And with with second graders, (laughs) it's fun. And maybe this is for adults too, but we call it vomiting on the page. Hell yeah. I call that word vomit, but I tend to word vomit sometimes when I've been drinking too much or smoking too much. And then I just (laughs) talking to somebody and I'm like, I should should shut up. I I should be quiet. (laughs) I say to myself, I should shut up, but then nothing that, that thought in my brain doesn't connect to my mouth and it just still comes out. (laughs) I hear you. I hear you. Um, So after you dump everything onto the paper, you're either going to circle, highlight, whatever, the words that are like jumping off the page at you. So the ones that are speaking to you, things that, that really are like hitting home. So those are my, my tips on different ways, different methods of finding your word. My biggest thing is do not overthink it. Trust your gut. So when you find a word and you're looking at it and you, you keep reading that same word over and over again, but you're like, eh, I don't know if, but that if that's what your gut is telling you to do, then, then that's the one you want to do. Um, and last commit to it. So write your word everywhere, your mirror, if you want to write it in like dry erase board marker or a sticky note or lipstick or whatever, write it on the dash, put a sticky note on dashboard of your car. So you can see when you get in your car in the morning, put a sticky note on your fridge, Um, make a phone, laptop, tablet, wallpaper so that it's the background of like your phone, tablet, you know, laptop, all those good things. Set an alarm on your phone so that it pops up the word a couple times a day and then um, write it in your calendar. You can make it real pretty. Like, so I'm a crafter. So this is why I thought of this one, make it really pretty, print it out, frame it, put it next to your bed. So like when you wake up and you roll over, you see this really pretty version of your words sitting there. The last thing is to write in your journal, what your word means to you, but don't just do that one time, like at least do it once a week and just kind of commit to being like, okay, this is what my word means to me because that meaning of that word is going to evolve over the year as things start to change. So the more changes you make and the more you focus on that word, the bigger the evolution that's going to come to your life and and seeing that word come to life. That is so much good information. Thank you for Thank that. Thank you. You too. What is your word? I told you mine. I know. Do you I know keep, yours? I, so I keep going back and forth between, um, because I don't want to, I'm so uh, afraid of abundance. <laughs> Yes. Like I'm so afraid because I chose abundance and like, I just fucked myself with that. I felt like, so I'm trying to be like super careful about what I choose. So I keep going back and forth between conquer and achieve because I feel like, so remember how Amy Burleson, when she was telling us when she was doing the angel numbers and she told us, she was like, Sarah, you need to make a new agreement with the universe. Mm-hmm. And because I was like, okay, my agreement with the universe has been that I have been experiencing all of these traumatic things, learning from them and being able to help other people with my experiences, right? Yeah. Well, that agreement needs to end because I'm done. I don't, I cannot do any more trauma. 
You don't need to learn. You need to. Yeah, I'm done. I'm, I'm good. I'm good We're for done. a while. Good while. I can, I've learned a lot. Yeah. So I want my agreement to be that these things now that I have learned that I have conquered them. I think conquer is your word, girl. And I want to be able to like now like achieve all of the things that I've been trying to work towards and get to these past years upon years upon years. Yeah. But all these things have been in the way. So I think you're right. I think conquer is it. Because achieve is like, that's not you. I know. But every time I think of conquer, I'm like, what if. That's a three word. I'm like, what if 2021 gives me something to conquer? (laughs) Well, then we'll conquer it together. It'll be fine. Oh, you're right. I know. But listen, we're just, no, no. Right now, we're just conquering what you have right now. So yeah. it's fine. And that's what you're doing. You're like, I feel like it's a very badass word. Yeah. So, I mean, so, yeah, that's kind of what I've been going. So I think you're right. I think I just need to stick with conquer. Maybe go. mine's a little too free love, like hippie, tippy, creative. No, it is not. It's not. <laughs> but that's what brings me joy. It is. And, you know, because you are a one and such uh-huh. a perfectionist, I think it's a a beautiful word for you because it is kind of the antithesis of what it is. Yeah. So I think it's, the, it's the opposite almost of a one. It is absolutely. Yeah. It'll, it'll help you get out of the part of your oneness that you don't like and yeah, access the other parts of it that you do. Yeah. And so like the idea is guys, when you have your word, think like, okay, is this helping, like when somebody asks you to do something, is this helping my creative self? Is this mm-hmm. helping me conquer something? Yeah. And if it's a no, fucking say no. Then say no. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Can't do it. You know, like, it, it. I don't know. Like, if someone asked me to, like, I don't even know what they would tell me that's not creative, but, like, be on some committee that's, like, about numbers or something. I don't know. <laughs> that's no. a big negatory for me. No. Like, but to go to a getaway cabin and write for two days, mm. yes, 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 yes. That like, makes my heart swell. You know, to work on your podcast, yes. To work on your website, yes. Like those are the things, even in my even in my job, which I still love, I always want to keep saying, I love the students. I love what I do. What can I do creative with them? Like, how can I get them to be creative? Like, that's a yes. Yeah. You know, those are my yeses, not like, I don't even know, like the very one things about me that want to be like, these are my list of things to do. Yeah. I'll clean every baseboard. Oh, I look at my baseboards on a daily basis and I'm like, <laughs> but I'm do I do ba- anything I'm about a, it? I'm a, I'm a big baseboard person. I hate, um, I hate it. Don't freak out, Sarah, but I look at everybody's baseboards. <laughs> oh my God. No. Oh my God. No. Oh, it hurts. It hurts. <laughs> I think I'm having, this is the big one. <laughs> Being the heart attack, people. I'm coming, Elizabeth. <laughs> Poor soul. Nobody's going to know what I just. <laughs> Nobody's going to know. Patreon, you get it all. Oh, boy. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I am a person who obsesses about cleanliness, but doesn't do anything about it. We hope that you are able to take away a little bit of, like, actual knowledge from this episode about resolutions and about your word. And we we really do hope that 2021, I'm not, I'm not putting big expectations, but, like, that it's a good one for us, that it has some growth and it has some positivity and it, it, maybe some ease. I like that word. Ooh, ease. I like that, too. I could really use some ease right now, 2021. Like, oh, don't make everything so... Complicated, like we don't need to be that fucking complicated. Like, yeah, 
So can we please have some ease and peace? So anyways, we hope that you were able to take some notes, especially on what Sarah was saying. Come up with your word. Share it with us. We would love to know. And when we post questions, answer them. Answer them. We love to see your answers. It makes me so happy. I get super excited. It makes both of us so happy. And we're like, (laughs) exactly. So anyone who's answered, we appreciate you so much. And those of you who haven't, just do it. We don't, we're not going to say your names. I don't even look to see who it is. I have no idea. Unless you want us to. And then you can totally be like, hey, use my name. I don't care. And then we'll we'll shout your butt out. I almost said ass. I don't know why I didn't say ass the first time. We'll shout your tushy out. We'll shout your tushy out. Oh my God, guys. Little tushy. Tomorrow's Monday. Barf. May the fourth be with all of you. Yes. Not for them. Tomorrow's Wednesday for them. Yes, it's Monday. Wednesday? That's hump day. I know. Halfway through. You're halfway through. Halfway through. through. You're halfway through. All right, Warriors, thank you so much for tuning in again. Um, Please join our Patreon page to see all of the nitty gritty. We will also be getting yoga and guided meditation up there along with- We promise this month. We promise. Along with our unfiltered amazingness. (laughs) (laughs) I say that tongue in cheek, Mm -hmm. but yeah. So if you can join us on there, we would love it so much to have more of you in our community. But those of you listening, we appreciate every download, every rating that you give us, and especially every review. Those mean so much to us, and it helps us us to get seen by more people. Guys, I legit cry. Yes, she does. (laughs) That's my four. With everyone. I I legit cry. Like, every time somebody says something nice about us, I'm like, I can't believe people like us. (laughs) It's the fact that our sorry asses are like helping anybody in life makes me so happy. It makes me so happy because you know what? It makes all of the trauma and everything that we've gone through worth it. Because it sure it does. Help someone else not feel as lonely and as fucked up as we do or we did. Then yeah, everything has been worth it. Guys, just keep going. Yeah, we'll be here every yep. Tuesday. Keep on marching. All right, thanks so much. Cheers to 2021. We love you, bitches. And cheers, bastards. <laughs> Yeah. Assholes. Bitches and assholes. There we go. (laughs) Bastards mean they don't have a dad. So assholes. Bitches and assholes. We love you guys. (laughs) You warriors. (laughs) All the love. All the love. Love you guys. I just made a pirate face. (laughs) Bye. This episode was brought to you by Sarah Simone and Amy Baumgartner. Production and editing for this podcast by Sarah Simone. Our theme song was written and produced by Vince Cassis and performed by Sarah Simone. If you have a topic around mental health that's been weighing on you, email us at unqualifiedtherapists at gmail.com. You can find lots of bonus content, including exclusive episodes on our Patreon at patreon.com slash unqualifiedtherapistsinc. We are thankful beyond measure for your support there. Patreon and Apple podcast reviews are how we can continue to bring you episodes just like this. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Unqualified Therapist Sync. Until next week, warriors, remember, hold on, we're gonna make it.